Lady, the problem isn't in my pants. Bexman. Have you seen the new Puddle of Mud cover of Nirvana? Uh, no, I have not. It's it's so bad. I was just showing Devin it. It's oh my god! It, like if you had got punched in the throat, and then maybe they just like stabbed you a couple times, you'd probably sound better than wait. This cover. what did they cover? They covered all of Nirvana. Yeah, no. they covered. They they dressed up like the band. They just covered Nirvana. <laughs> they did a news report on them. Uh, they. <laughs> they did a news report on yeah. it. They uh they did about a girl. <laughs> this just in. Oh. <laughs> and Nirvana. He, his his voice is uh I think his name's Wes Gamblin or something like that. That might have been a name I made. Well, Wes be gambling with those locals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it's so bad, dude. Devin seemed to enjoy it. Well, he you, you really he make me sings as to though it. he's trying to push out a shit and then he immediately is relieved by the shit he just pushed out. He sings like somebody had just told him he was in puddle of mud. <laughs> but they waited until like halfway through the lyric. Yeah. <laughs> my one of my favorite parts is that there's three other dudes in the band and one is like just kind of laughing the entire time. Another one refuses to look anywhere but his bongos and just keeps staring at him with his like hair over his face. And the last guy is staring at the singer the entire time like he wants to kill him. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. So, it was a uh like a video it wasn't an actual just audio no it was a video it was a video it was a live performance with audio you know i'll i'll oh, send okay. it to you you can hear it after this <laughs> but uh yeah welcome to this issue of mexmen i'm tony i'm justin <laughs> i'm devin holy shit and uh today we're gonna be covering part one of the trial of Jean gray which is a crossover between all new x-men and Guardians of the Galaxy, which also both are written by Brian Michael Bendis. Yeah. Uh, isn't someone else, right? Is someone else contributing the writing? I don't think so. Bendis was writing Guardians at this time. so Wait, I, really? I thought I kept seeing four names on the covers. I mean, there might have been a different artist that switched between them, but Bendis was... I mean, because this is the arc of Guardians that had Tony Stark at the beginning and then ended with Agent Venom. Uh, so, yeah, this is definitely... Because yeah. I read the whole Bendis run before, and I read this during my reading of the Bendis run. Oh, okay. I only got the Guardian issues that really tied into this. I think I got a trade of the first, like, five. But You'd you probably be kind of disappointed because they don't... I mean, really yeah, it does say writer Brian. Bro. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. Yeah, I remember for I got everything. it for that reason. Yeah, but the Agent Venom stuff's pretty cool. That's where they get into the whole... Uh, like setting up of the Clintar, yeah, the Clintar planet, and then Donny Cates just came in it later and took it a whole step further. Well, my bad. What were you saying? Cause we kind of talked over you. Oh, I was saying, yeah, it was Bendis. I went back and checked. Bendis writ. Well, he wrote it all. He written it all. I was about to say that, yeah. And we got some more Von Graw Badger. Von Graw Badger. Von Graw Badger. Returns. He makes another appearance. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta love the Graw Badger. It's very rare whenever you see a Von Graw Badger. Well, before we get into it, I want to give a quick shout-out to Marvel Unlimited. Fuck you. That's right. <laughs> this is a negative shout-out. <laughs> they fucked up this, the, the first issue of this so bad. Like, first of all, and, and this was actually, I remember we're on the books, and, like, the actual printing of the books. And I, I know, Justin, you gave us the explanation for why, but both all-new X-Men, which is the first part of this six-part 
crossover and Guardians of the Galaxy say that they're issue number one in the event. My issue with this is that there's only six, and then the next book is number three. So one of those is number two, and one of them is lying. No, um, all right. And it's Guardians. So this is not Marvel Unlimited's fault. No, 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 this part's not. Yeah, uh, Marvel had numbered them both as number one because they take place at the same time, but they still kind of should have did Guardians of the Galaxy number two because they go... Because it's released a week later. Yeah. And... Issue six is issue six. It's not, I mean, issue, part six is part six. It's not part five. Because if you had two part ones, then it would end with five. So that's well, just a it, pet peeve. It kind of makes sense. If you got two people in first place, then the second place person is third place. Nah, it's got to be second. No, he's not. Then they're he's not third guy. both first. If the two first place people tie, the next person is in third. If you're no, running they're a race, the third person. If you're running they're not race, in third. And you pass that person in second place, what place are you in? What? <laughs> it's uh, one of those stupid riddles that oh. people use to confuse people. Oh. Uh, but no, what I hate about Marvel Unlimited is that for the first, like, nine pages, everything is fine, and then they suddenly had a seizure with the page order. Oh, no. The smart paneling? No, not even the smart paneling. Like, the actual page, like, because Marvel Unlimited does a thing where uh, you can go into the smart paneling where it goes one to the next, Basically, it tells you what panel is the next one to read. So when you tap to go over to the next page, you're just zoomed in on the next panel that tells the story. Except with Marvel Unlimited, that feature so fucked up that you end up skipping half of a page multiple times for no reason. And you actually miss a bunch of the content. So what I end up having to do is like turn my phone sideways so I have a wider view and just scroll the entire page as a whole. But even then, their whole pages were out of order. So the fight, you, you know... That's, that's weird. I didn't have any issues with that. Everything seemed to be perfectly in order. The only issue I had was that sometimes they cut off like a speech bubble in the smart paneling. That's annoying. But, well, you use Comixology, right? No, I use Marvel Unlimited. Weird. Weird. Okay. So there's a page where uh, the Shi'ar are attacking the X where they're fighting. And then the next page, they get the alert that something's there. So they haven't even fought yet. Uh, maybe we just didn't notice it. I mean, that could have happened. It is. It's bad. It's bad. Shame on you, Marvel Unlimited. But anyway. <laughs> you go to your room and sit in the corner of your room because you're in double timeout. You think about what you've done. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we just speak to him like we're Jean Grey. <laughs> Oh, man, who's morally all over the place in this? Oh, uh, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> so, starting with uh, part one, because it is the part one, all new X-Men issue 22. What's cool is later we can also move on to part one. I, I know. <laughs> so, uh, X, it starts with X-23, she's training, and uh, like it, it's sort of like the day in the life of the X-Men really quick. So, X-23's training, and Kitty's like watching over that. Beast is working on trying to figure out their timeline of, like, why they can't go back to the past. Like, it, you just see him in front of a giant chalkboard with the schematics and stuff. But when you read it, you see that he's trying to figure out, like, what's up with the whole apocalypse verse and where, like, with the timeline from M-Day and, like, with Hope. And, like, he's trying to get an understanding of the, the universe as a whole. Yeah, he's got Scott's name hardcore circled. Yeah. <laughs> um... And then 
uh, one of the best parts is that Bobby's just outside yep. rapping and making snow angels. Yeah, he <laughs> is rapping the lyrics to It's Tricky. <laughs> so I got to point this out. Apparently, they think the Guardians came first because Guardians comes first in the trade. That's weird because then it would would have been... I mean, cause it can kind of make sense, but still it would be Guardians, X-Men, X-Men, Guardians, X-Men, Guardians. Oh, it's Guardians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Also, the X-Men were literally published first. They came first. It doesn't really matter which one comes first because yeah. they take place at the same time. But because of what Tony just said with the release order, they definitely should have uh, switched those around. And also what's weird, and I don't know why I've noticed this uh, when reading this, but the... The lyrics to It's Tricky is just him complaining about, like, how difficult everything in his life is. Like, girls wanting him is, like, upsetting him. And, you know, this rap thing is really hard. Yeah, because life is tricky. Yeah. First it's a double on hand. It's, it's just so weird that it's just, like, it's uh, my life's so difficult, you guys. Like, <laughs> to talk like this and to have it rhyme. You can't understand the pain I'm going through. It's tricky. <laughs> I kind of uh, took it as uh, too like basically, if you're reading X Men, you could skip the Guardians first, and if you're reading Guardians, you can skip the X Men first. Yeah, maybe they did it that way. If you're reading one of them, and then you're like, "Oh fuck, I gotta go read X Men yeah. now," and then yeah. you gotta cut over to X Men. Which is kind of weird because normally they're trying to grab all the money they can, but it seemed like that was a way to save you some cash. Or they just want to like cripple the aftermarket values. And have infighting over what the first issue of the trial of Jean Grey, Jean Grey was. Yeah, even though thought, no one cares. <laughs> yeah, <it's> like, <laughs> I like in your scenario how they thought this was gonna be like the grand follow up to like a famous X Men stories. Well, spoilers. This crossover doesn't matter. <laughs> like, they make a big deal out of kind of nothing. Yeah, it is. It is more just a continuation of how last week we un- we covered the Uncanny X Men. And how they were, uh, or it might have been a couple weeks ago, but how all their issues were just set up issues for other thing. And this is like a crossover event that's setting up a limited series with Cyclops. <laughs> yeah. So uh, anyway, cut to Angel, and he's getting ready to eat a giant hamburger. And uh, which, I mean, for um, a converted mutant torture chamber, their cafeteria seems to be pretty well stocked. Yeah. He looks that so looked like happy some... to eat yeah. that burger. <laughs> yeah. And I I think you guys are missing how many chairs and seats there are. They're planning for so many more kids than what they have. Sure, sure. Uh, also, they could have just been there. I mean, that that was a heavily staffed facility of oh, yeah, people true. torturing mutants. Somebody's cleaning these tables. They're spotless. I just think they're just not in use. Also, her tomato because I realized she's eating a salad. Her tomato I thought was like a either like a super bloody piece of meat. Like she's eating steak, or oh. was just dipped in ketchup. <laughs> That's kind of redundant. <laughs> yeah, then you realize it's just a tomato. So I guess technically it just is ketchup itself. Yeah. But. Uh, but yeah, anyway, so Scott shows up, uh, sits next to Angel, and then Jean shows up, and she sits next to Angel. And then uh, it gets real awkward because uh, Jean starts to have this argument with Scott because she's reading his mind, and Angel's just in the middle sort of having to deal with the fact that they're arguing around him. So that leads for some comedic panels. He, he just wants to enjoy his burger. <laughs> they're He's in they're the middle. screaming at each other the whole time. Yeah. She's real like, 
why don't you just say what you're thinking? And then Scott's like, well, apparently I don't have to because you're just reading my mind without permission. And she's like, well, I can't help what I overhear. Which also, like, you kind of can because Kitty's been calling her out on that the entire, like, series. Yeah, it's awfully convenient how she just is overhearing all these yeah. things. I think you just don't know how to use your powers and you're, you want to read everybody's mind, so you're allowing yourself. Yeah, so she's giving him kind of a lot of shit for just having thoughts and not saying them out loud. And then when he, every time he speaks, too, like, he is incredibly polite. Although they draw That's an him, interesting so he's, thing. It <laughs> looks like he's going to tear somebody's head off. There, there is a moment, though, where he has, like, such a sour face. Like, he's got the biggest pout face. <laughs> because she's like, and I know, like, she says something like, that's not even fair to think that. And he's like, oh, <laughs> that dug, you dug at me. The way that it's, they draw it, too, like how he's saying uh, one part, it's like he's saying it through his teeth. Because she says, just say what you want to say. And he's like, obviously, I don't have to because you're inside my head without permission. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And also, maybe it's not stuff he wants to say in front of Angel. So, it, it is also kind of fucked up that she's just, like, yelling stuff out at him. You're allowed to have your own thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> Don't it's need the thought well. police. Because it goes, it cuts from Gene to Cyclops, Gene to Cyclops, and you, like, forget Angel's there. And then it zooms out, and he's right in the middle of the <laughs> arguing. Yeah. <laughs> and it's funny because, like, uh, at one point, Scott's like, well, oh, no. Uh, he He brings up how, you know, with their whole, like, relationship and life, and, like, he only has pieces of it. He doesn't actually know what's going on, and she knows all of it. And she's like, you think I asked for this? And it's like, well, you literally did. She literally did tell Beast, hey, show me everything. She literally asked for it. And then she's like, well, what do you want to know? And he's like, you know what? I don't even want to know. I don't want to be a part of that. I just want to know that you're okay. And then Angel's like, I'm okay. Yeah. <laughs> Like, just chiming in. I like how they're not supposed to know anything, and Beast is like, here, know your whole future. Know oh. everything. And then goes back to being, like, that guy who... Because oh, Beast like is such a police. creep. Because he's also, he's also the guy who's like, man, I wish I would have, like, tried to bang you when I was younger. Yeah. <laughs> like, just, you look so beautiful now. <laughs> oh, fucking creep. He's like, yes, Gene, what's mine is yours. Take all my thoughts. And anything that they would do has to be bestiality. Oh, <laughs> By definition. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's pretty great. Uh, and then she storms off because she doesn't like where the conversation's going. And then Scott, he... Because at one point, too, doesn't he say, like, look, you're, like, one of, if not my best friend, and, like, this is all weird, like... Because yeah. for, for him, too, like, he was in the middle of writing the love letter, right? Yeah, and then all just, this happened. Now she's throwing her salad everywhere. And <laughs> yeah. No, what kind over. of crap is that? Left a mess? I Le- know. Left a destroyed mess. Destroyed his burger. Well, and all Scott, wanted, all Scott wanted was his Coke. It's the only thing, the whole time he's just drinking that Coke. Puts on the table for one second, she knocks it over, and then you see him, like, angle his on. Coke, and he's like, fuck, it's out. And then that... <laughs> He, I mean, he's not being rude to Angel. He says, excuse me, because he needs another drink now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he had the short end of the stick, because Angel has a huge burger. Scott has a crappy-looking sandwich. That thing looks like a bologna sandwich. <laughs> it does look pretty <laughs> shitty. I mean, th- maybe they made their own food. or They probably 
bought takeout and he's or loaded. Angel Angel's just got rich. there first and he made like the best lunch. He used and all they, the ingredients. <laughs> yeah, and they, they had what was left. They have, I love the idea that they have five lunches, all varying in quality. So if you get there late, like you get the worst thing. But uh, I love that like when they finally leave, he's Angel's just like that was really uncomfortable. Like Bobby would have loved that. Yeah. Which is true. Yeah, he would have absolutely loved that. Yeah, and so Bobby, it, it goes back to Bobby. He's outside making uh, more snow angels, and you see that he's actually made a giant line of snow angels, like, going on for yeah, yards. Like an endless line. Yeah. yeah. And he's still singing Tricky, which <laughs> yeah. uh, he's had to have started it over a couple of times. Uh, and then suddenly lights appear in the sky, and he's like, oh, what's that? And then it just starts blasting the shit out of where he is. So that, that seems pretty rude. It is mean. Yeah. Like, aliens are always doing that in Marvel. What's also weird, though, is, like, all right, so you know they're coming to do a dickish thing, but... Because <laughs> when, when they land, they say, we're here to do that dickish thing. Well, they're saying it in a different language, so, you know, you don't know what the fuck they're saying. Although, later, everyone's speaking English. What the shit's up with that? No, it's certain ones are speaking English. There's still some that are speaking Shi'ar. Yeah. I don't know about that. I, I do. I just read it. I don't know about that. The Imperial <laughs> Guard speak English. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Imperial Guard speak English. It's just the Shi'ar, like the actual scientists and crap, only speak their language. Yeah, but even the... Okay. Yeah, and the soldiers. It's always the soldiers and stuff that are speaking it. So People we don't care about. Yeah. Yeah, but like, aren't the relations supposed to be good in a general sense between the Shi'ar and Earth because of the X-Men? Yeah. Like, because in Wolverine and the X-Men... Gladiator's son is attending the school. Yeah, but Phoenix. No, that doesn't even make sense. Because the Phoenix was involved during the, the whole AVX stuff, and Gladiator, like, if you read the Wolverine and the X-Men stuff, that was mostly about Gladiator trying to take his son back because of it, and him deciding to stay with the school and everything, and he, he fought his own dad so that he could stay with the mutants, and uh, it turned out to not really even matter. But like Jean Grey Phoenix. I I get that. I'm just saying, like, this seems rude that the minute they see a mutant, they just start firing on him. Because they were buds with uh, the X-Men. Lalandra was dating Xavier when they put Jean Grey on trial the first time. Yeah. They yeah, don't care. Long distance. They were doing it. What do you mean? Just psychically. No. It's if, still if a long we... distance relationship if you visit each other. Yeah. And I mean, like, if we've learned anything from Scott and Emma... It psychically doesn't count. I mean, it's he was does. visiting. Uh, she was helping him use his legs. You know, all three. <laughs> no, she was <laughs> all getting. Three. She was Don't getting you complimenting Xavier <laughs> like that. She was getting tired of him not being able to use his legs. He's got a bald little baby dick. <laughs> and then broke up with him. <laughs> I I remember that very specifically. That like he had working legs, and she was just pissed off. That like. Fucking get up, man. It's all in your <laughs> mind. Walk. Yeah, I do. Re now that said, I do remember that being a whole thing where she's like, dude, just get up. Like, you she's like, look at me. This is how you do it. You just walk. <laughs> I know you can do it. You're really hamming up this wheelchair thing. It's like, also, you're the most powerful psychic of your planet, and you, it, and it's psychosomatic for you that yeah. you can't stand up. <laughs> you claiming it's yeah. in your head. <laughs> like, she's tired of that stuff. He's like, wheel me to the fridge. <laughs> Oh, no, the uh, the electric motor doesn't work anymore. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so Get to be a sandwich. As Bobby's getting attacked, 
uh, an alert goes off inside of uh, the school, letting them know, oh shit, stuff's happening. And they break through the, the uh, I guess, some doors attached to the school. And then right away, they get shot in the face by Cyclops. And then they, you know, the X-Men charge at them. And they're fighting. Uh, and Kitty's like, uh, like, she recognizes them. And she's like, I got this. She goes to, like, phase to fuck up their armor. And gets electrocuted by it. And then they each get neutralized because they're prepared for who they're coming to, to fight. And obviously, these young X-Men have no idea who the Shi'ar even are. I like that they drew, though, a laser uh, being shot at Kitty and her just, like, it's phasing right through her forehead. Yeah. It's I liked uh, X-23's response there. She's like, that was a mistake. Runs up there and starts slicing and dicing. Yeah, and it they neutralize them with these uh, weird uh, spheres. Yeah, they, were not, spe- they were spheres. They're not, they're not domes. domes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but they're orbs. Yeah. <laughs> Still full-on spheres. And then, like, Cyclops ends up frying himself because he shoots his optic blast and it reverberates to him. But then, like, that's also not even how his powers are supposed to work, so that was weird. Yeah. And then they capture Jean, they extract her, and while they're doing that, like, Iceman sees that happen. He tries to intervene and, and catch her, and they hit him with one of those yeah. <laughs> not domes. Spheres. Yeah. Sometimes he uses his power pretty sweet. Or really, it's the writer, obviously, but yeah. he threw that big fist. That was awesome. I find it funny that when they do take Jean Grey, Warren tries to fly into space after them. Yeah, but I mean, he it was notices a, it like was a right nice away. gesture. You it was know like what? one of those dudes who tries to run after a car, and you know he's not going to catch the car, but he tries. He's like, ah, whatever. He, You know what, though? He did more than either of the two flying people did in... Uh, the amazing arc we just covered where like at either point fair they could have flown to the ship that they were becoming stranded from and they could have caught that and he's like you know what i'm gonna catch a spaceship he's (laughs) wrong but there was effort he tried at least yeah Yeah. he tried so hard and uh yeah so apparently (laughs) i feel like you're trying really badly to reference like a bark and you won't pull the trigger on it Dude, I almost made a joke earlier on our thread when you said, I'm calling, and I was going to write, I'm crawling, and then, like, <laughs> in my skin. Calling in my skin. Well, I was like, oh, no, it's going to be, it's going to take too long. <laughs> but anyway. I love uh, Star-Lord's reaction when they come down. Yeah. As the Guardians so, get there. Yeah, so they're like, oh, fuck, we, we can't catch them, and then... They're trying to figure out who it was, and uh, Kitty's like, well, I know who it is. It's the Shi'ar. Um, and Laura looks up, and she's like, well, they're coming back. And obviously, it's a spaceship, and it lands, but it's the Guardians. Yeah, and uh, Star-Lord gets out, and he's like, hey, we're the Guardians of the Galaxy, and we're here to fuck. We're too late, aren't we? Yeah. That's a pretty funny moment. Because they were. They were too late. Barely. <laughs> wanted to sit in that for a minute nice let it <laughs> stew soak it in <laughs> so we got the the normal guardians members like from the movie except we got angela there yeah, yeah. uh Who this is? was because their team was a little bit different and this was during the time where they were like get new members and get rid of them but tony stark like as we're about to see he leaves at the beginning of this yeah and uh Angela is a character who's actually from a different universe entirely, and by which we mean like comic universe. Like she got inserted into this one 
through, was it um, Age of Ultron happened around this time? There were a bunch of timeline stuff yeah, that she's... happened, that why there's a rip in the time-space continuum. And then she ends up in it's this universe. either Age of Ultron or Original Sin. Or no, not Original Sin. Original Sin hasn't happened yet. So yeah, um, I feel like Age of Ultron's after this too. No, it's it's during or before, just uh, before. But yeah, she her whole thing is she's uh, an angel from the Spawn universe, and uh, what's kind of cool is in her last appearance in Spawn, she it's like it's shown in that Spawn. she gets transported into another dimension, and then years later, her first appearance in Marvel is her popping up in the Marvel universe. And You're then, talking about Spawn, Spawn. Yeah, Spawn, yeah, Spawn. Spawn. And uh, Angela's from. She's an angel from Spawn, and uh, Spawn, 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 <laughs> poison. <laughs> but she shows up in uh, in the Marvel universe, and now uh, they kind of go with the same backstory. But now she's an Asgardian. Yeah, she joins the Guardians, and Peter's like, "Shit, you knew John Leguizamo? Dope." <laughs> <laughs> really, you you're not. You would be more impressed by Michael Jai White. I know, but I already said Michael Jai White, so I didn't want to read name drop him. <laughs> you can name drop Michael Jai White as much as you want. Anyway. If uh, you're listening, Michael Jai White. And honestly, I like because the martial artist in me would love to meet Michael Jai White, but every other part of me would be more excited to meet John Leguizamo. <laughs> I'm not disagreeing with you. It would be cool to meet John Leguizamo. Yeah. Uh, so be like, brah, I love the pest. <laughs> Dude! That was, stinky, stinky. <laughs> that was my fucking life from like, <laughs> like, I don't know, eight years old to 16. That's I fucking love that movie. That's sad. <laughs> it was probably out after I was eight. I don't know. The pest came out way before then. What was it? It was, it was the 90s. Yeah. So I was eight in the 90s. At some point, yeah. Just very specifically, <laughs> <laughs> during one year in At the 90s. one time. <laughs> yeah. 99. <laughs> All right, so Guardians? Yeah, so yeah. Guardians. So uh, part two in this crossover, Guardians issue 11. And we... We... we holy shit, if I can get words out. We... We, we rewind all the way before Jean gets captured and... Uh, Star-Lord is just hanging out in nowhere. Literally. Literally, yeah. That planet on the edge of galactic existence. Yeah, that's, uh, I believe, is the head of a dead celestial. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks for backing me up, guys. Which I like that it's spelt no as in, like, you know. Yeah. Well, isn't... K-N-O? Yeah. Yeah. But I was thinking... Isn't nowhere in general spelt that way? I don't think so, because... I thought so. Nowhere is meant to be no place. Yeah. Yeah. So it's N-O. But this is K-N-O-W. So. Probably, it depends on your culture. So I just, like, <laughs> it's the head of a dead celestial. And it's he, it no. knows. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's a pun. Yes. I appreciate <laughs> puns, man. Especially when they're subtle like that. Big fan. Yeah. So uh, Star-Lord's there, chilling, looking at some tentacle head chick, trying to get down. She gives them the eye back, so what's calling that? That's probably gonna happen. Yeah, chick. They don't go by that anymore. Tentacle head. Oh, that's that's like that's like calling you skin face. Well, (laughs) it's true. I got skin on my face. You got face. Rude to point it out, though. 
So, uh, yeah. Anyway, talking about rude and offensive, Gamora shows up. <laughs> oh she rude? Whoa. Well, I guess she's rude all the time. No, no, no. I mean this depiction of Gamora. Oh, oh holy yeah, fuck. Yeah, yeah. Like, hey, man, she is, she is comfortable in her body. <laughs> well, first of all, someone else is comfortable in her body right now. Yeah. <laughs> and secondly, that is... It's barely clothing. <laughs> that, that, that that looks like a belt cut into the shape of a V. You know that's a dude scroll. <laughs> um, because when, because uh, spoilers, it is a scroll that he's talking to. We haven't even got to the conversation yet. But when they do show Gamora later, she is, she could not be wearing more clothes. <laughs> yeah. Right? Is the I thought that opposite. too. When I first read this and I saw her, I was like, why is she wearing that? This seems a little out of character. A man definitely drew that. We oh, of course. Yeah. But it's sort of like, can you imagine trying to defend comics to, like, someone who says that they're sexist and, like, misogynistic and all that stuff? Like, the same, like, the general argument, you know, thrown over anything that, like, guys like, like, uh, in a stereotype, like video games or comics yeah. that, like, they objectify women. And you're like, no. You're like, here are all these powerful female characters and whatever, but like the next page you turn to is that picture of Gamora, and it's like, well, <laughs> could you imagine being the the meeting with Zoe Saldana, where they uh, so your costume's gonna be a V? <laughs> well, they're like, all <laughs> like right, a so V-neck? we cast no, you, just a V. We're casting you as Gamora, and she like gets out her phone. She's like, all right, Gamora looks at. I am not fucking wearing that. <laughs> Which like, is no, 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 we're gonna put you in clothes. We're not just gonna give you some spare leather and hope it covers everything. Didn't uh, wasn't that s- along the lines of what happened with uh, Scarlet Witch? Scarlet Witch. Yeah, pretty much. Cause Joss Whedon told her, like, just so you know, when you go home and Google Scarlet Witch, uh, you're never gonna have to wear that costume. I just want you to know that. <laughs> but and like, then if you see the new trailer, she's wearing that costume. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she is wearing. And the also, costume. but the, but the irony is that costume though. is nowhere near as bad. Yeah, it is. It is a more covering version of it. Oh. No, I mean in general, like the Scarlet Witch costume compared to that oh, Gamora yeah, yeah. suit. Oh, yeah. she's a nun. It also depends on who's drawing it. Like Frank Trode, if Frank Cho's drawing it, then uh, oh, tits are showing. Yeah, kind of. Oh yeah, well, you know parts of it at least. What about Greg Land? Well, he's just drawing <laughs> porn stars, you know. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Anyway, uh, Peter Quill is talking to what is assumed to be Gamora, and. Uh, He's like, so what are you doing out here being all wanted? Because she, <laughs> she's also like, what's a wanted man hiding in the, 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 Jovi? the one place? <laughs> like, because uh, apparently all the Guardians are wanted, which makes this whole conversation kind of weird. They're, they're not wanted wanted. But they're, they're always also. No, but They're also always. They're not wanted wanted. It's specifically Peter Quill because, uh, I, I like I said, I've read this uh, this Guardians arc. And because uh, his dad, Jason, <laughs> yeah, Jason, I thought Gamora was wanted too. Uh, I don't remember that uh, if she's specifically wanted. I know the reason that Star Lord is wanted is because I don't know if you guys know the origins of the name Star Lord, uh, where that comes from in the comics. He's the Lord of the Stars. No, no, sort of. Uh, <laughs> it's Spartax for uh, like Prince. Yeah. And Jason is obviously the king. He wants. Uh, you're you're he, mispronouncing it, and that is blasphemous to an entire speech. Jason. Jason. <laughs> <laughs> right. So he wants. Uh, he wants Peter 
to take over as the king, and he does not want that, so he took off, and that's why he's wanted. Yeah. Because he doesn't want to hang out with his dad anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Mostly because his dad insists on him calling him Jason. <laughs> Jesus. I know. I, anyway, so... Sir, we got that dead horse you ordered. You want to hit it a couple more times? <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, it turns out like there's some banter here and it's fun. And there's like a, a waitress with a tray of shots and star Lord takes one. He, he takes the shot and then he's like, well, before we talk anymore, I want you to look down at your belly button here and see my dope, super awesome gun that they never use in the movies pointed right at you. Now, who are you really? And they're like, oh, man, you caught me. But <laughs> they, also, I already got you because I drugged that shot. They use it in the movies, but it just sh- f- uh, shoots pews. It doesn't, like, do nearly as much as it can do in the comics. No, they don't have that gun. I, That's a very specific... The element gun is a very specific thing. Yeah. He, he I, has, know the, I know about that. I, he I, has two, like, weird like plasma pistol things yeah, in the movies. The pews. Yeah. Because uh, he said has it, those guns in the comics, too. Now, you said it was a waitress that uh, gave him shots. I'm pretty sure it's just a circulatory system because it's like, it's just like veins and stuff and like a brain that gives him the shots. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it could be, all right, so maybe waiter or maybe genderless. Who knows? Uh, That wasn't the point I was making. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So anyway, uh, this version of Gamora that's not actually Gamora is like, all right, now I gotcha, and I'm going to go, like, collect this bounty on you, and goes to steal him away. Meanwhile, on the Guardians... Well, not even well, not even the Guardianship. He, he has a pretty dope line at that part, too, when he's got the gun aimed at her. Yeah. Or him, whatever the Skrull is. It's uh, a her. Is it? It is. Uh, yeah, but Gamora calls it a her. When he says, because uh, he's got the elemental gun to her, and he says, have you ever been struck by lightning? Because I heard you never really recover from it. Yeah. Well, the whole thing is pretty sweet. Yeah, that he's, that's when he's like, oh, fuck, you're a scroll, aren't you? Yeah, and then he realizes he's drugged. So, uh, anyway, meanwhile, at the Legion of Doom, there's like, a, there's like a galactic council of uh, king douches. Was that the tribunal? No, not the tribunal. Are you, uh, we're not getting your picture on the... Yeah, thing. I turned it off because my uh, recording, the Pro Tools, was messing up over here. Uh, oh, you haven't okay. talked for a while, so I thought, yeah, we you, just wanted to make sure I thought it hung up on you. <laughs> no, I've been having some uh, computer errors over here. Okay. Um, so anyway, there's like, they don't really name it, but it's like a galactic council of all the monarchs of the different it's races. the Illuminati. There's like the Brood, there's like the Badoon, the Spartax with Jason. Uh, <laughs> You're way too into that. <laughs> there's uh, uh, the head potato guy. Well, that's the supreme intelligence. He's a potato. He's got tubers on. Him. He's the supreme intelligence. <laughs> well, yeah. Show the some supreme respect. Supreme intelligence is a potato. Man. At at one point, Jason is like, "Well, please, uh, share your supreme intelligence with us." Supreme intelligence. They do the thing. They do that a few times. The thing. <laughs> um, it also looks like uh, <laughs> there's a brood that's like. Just kind of on a rock, but at first glance, it looks like it's half rock. Yeah. Well, because they do look like half turds. And when you think about it, <laughs> turds kind of look like rocks, but... I thought you were going to say the turds rock. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, 
they're like, oh, well, why'd you bring us here? Because they assume that the king of Spartax is the one who got them all together. He's like, it wasn't me. I don't want to ever see you guys. And uh, Gladiator's like, nah, it was me. Uh, there's this teenage girl. We're planning to go kidnap her. I know we all said, like, we weren't going to fuck with Earth, but, like, I really want to do this, you know? So, is that cool? And they're like, yeah, sure. I have some design issues with the Supreme Intelligence. Not the potato thing. I'm <laughs> okay. fine with the potato thing. But, all right, it has four eyes. And they want to draw it so it has, like, a real strong eyebrow. But the first eyebrows that are over the first eyes would be covering, like, the second eye's uh, field of view. Yeah, he's got terrible peripheral vision from the top two eyes. But he's got four eyes, so he doesn't need ultimate peripheral from all four. They make up for each other. Well, if you're the supreme intelligence, why do you need any eyes? You already know. They're just for show, man. It's everything. like fashion. He's got fashion eyes. Fashion. It's felt like yeah. that. I liked how he was. Uh, he was smart though, because they were talking about bringing Jean Grey from the past. Jason was talking like, "Oh, they brought Jean Grey from the past. You know, the Phoenix. She blows up planets. Yeah. Why would they do a thing like that?" And he was just nostalgia. Yeah, no, he he cut to the chase, and then which is true for and, even like why the writers did it. Yeah, which was great. Why everyone did it, Beast, yeah. the writers. Um, Beast did it because the genocide. <laughs> well, Beast did it for Gene. Anyway, uh, Gene Gladiator is all like because they're children and they're spoiled and selfish and they break everything. And they even bring up, like, is this the reason why there's a giant temporal uh, rift going on in time space? And they're like, nah. I mean, it didn't help. <laughs> no. <laughs> but this ain't it. That's something it's else. It's not that important. Nah, that ain't me. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, you find out that uh, there is really no reason. Like, she, the Shi'ar is going to come and kidnap Jean, but, like, they have no reason other than because she became the Phoenix and destroyed a system... Yeah. And when you think about it, they still only ever blew up that one Shi'ar ship. No, she ate the star, which yeah, destroyed she, the planet. Yeah, destroyed no, no, planet. she destroyed a planet, but that wasn't a Shi'ar planet. No, it wasn't a Shi'ar planet. They didn't even, the ship wasn't a Shi'ar ship. It yeah, it was. It was a Shi'ar yeah. battlecruiser. Yeah, well, but they had uh, members of the one race on there. I'm just saying, think about like two countries, right? They eventually go to war, but they go to war because decades before, a scout boat or something of theirs gets blown up in an attack of a na like not even a neighboring country but some other country and they're like well because our boat got blown up and your attack from that we're gonna like fuck with you now but also decades later after that matter was like resolved because well, she never yeah. got i totally see a country doing that she never got punished for that and it's not really because they blew i mean yeah they blew up the ship and they would still want to punish her for it it's like if somebody from another country blew up a whole nother country we're not just going to be like, eh, it's not our country. Well, and I think they, they just want to make a big show to say that they they killed the person who did this. Because, oh, yeah. Gladiator like, is all for that. Yeah, they don't give two shits about whether she's guilty or not. They keep on justifying it like, eh, but it's her. You're like, yeah, but yeah. she didn't do it yet. And he's like, still her. Doesn't yeah, matter. She Gladiator doesn't. who's saying that kind of crap. Because even the Supreme Intelligence is like, she didn't commit these crimes yet. And Gladiator has a smirk on his face, like the crimes were committed. Hey, we her. come to find out some fucked up shit about Gladiator, frankly. Every time oh, any Gladiator's in anything, he's kind of being an <laughs> asshole. 
He's always like a villain of every arc, but he's like supposed to be a good guy. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we cut to the uh, the Guardian ship, and there's a hologram of Tony Stark, and he's kind of just breaking up with the Guardians. Yeah, he's like, thanks for having me aboard. I stole your stuff. Bye. <laughs> Which is funny because he's like, he thinks he's leaving a pre-recorded message. Uh, and he even says like, coming at you live. But he thinks he's it's recording and he screws up. So he tries to do it over. And uh, Rocket's just like, "You're this isn't a recording. You you really are live. We're watching you. And he's like, so are you not going to, you, you stole my tech and you're not going to give it back? And Tony's like, well, I mean, if FedEx went to space, but they don't. And then he, he's like, Starts to get heartfelt. Like, I really did enjoy the time, and then Rocket just cuts him off. He's like, like just, fuck this guy. Yeah. Just showing that uh, raccoons don't care about people. Yeah. Um, and then they there is one messed up panel, or I don't know if the... Uh, yeah, it is, because uh, how they make this, they show Rocket shut off the whole message, and uh-huh. then they show Tony Stark as, like, a hologram, and he's like, what? Yeah. I don't see that. Continuity errors, I guess. Marvel Unlimited sucks. <laughs> you sound so upset. <laughs> it, uh, you I think only... that has to do with the shaping of the panels, because he says what to when Rocket's like, you know we're watching you right now, right? No, uh, what? that is the part. All right, because he says, you know we're watching you right now, right? And if you're using smart paneling, it skips that what, and then it shows it after the whole page. Yeah, because oh, smart okay. paneling sucks. Yeah, smart paneling. Because Marvel Unlimited fakes your shit. Yeah, you use a real book, you won't have that problem. We're in a global crisis right now. We are. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> the real book is actually that like is in true. a different house in a different city, and I can't drive there and get it. Well, I got I got an issue at home. We can, can you grab that. I can't deal with all your issues in your home. But, yeah, I was about to say, you have an <laughs> issue so right many. now, man. There's so many issues. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, back to nowhere, we find Angela and Gamora dressed way more appropriately. <laughs> Gamora Angela, <laughs> oddly enough, not at all. But Gamora, hey, head to toe armor. Strong, independent woman. She can wear whatever she feels comfortable with. I do like the contrast, though, of Gamora's even wearing a hood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, compared to the other Gamora. Uh, yeah, and they're, like, just in, like, a marketplace there, and they see, like, Gamora sees herself, but, you know, obviously skimpier, carrying Peter, and is like... No way I'm going to let him even remotely think he banged me. And she <laughs> goes over. Um, and they, like, they, uh, they intercept that Gamora knowing that it's like a scroll or whatever. Or at least some shapeshifter. And uh, Angela blocked like the, the scroll shoots at them. Angela blocks it, it. And the laser like bounces back and hits the scroll. And then just... As Gamora is like wanting to capture and question like who it is and, and what they're doing, Angela just cuts their head off. Yep. Angela gets shit done. Yeah. She's like Frank Castle. No time to talk. She just gets shit done. She's like, I guess uh, that was a scroll. And yeah. she was a bounty hunter trying to collect Peter. Yeah. Yeah, she just put all the pieces together. Like, we don't need to question her. We already know. Yeah, yeah. it was pretty simple. Like, she would have just lied to you and upset you. Yeah, and- I don't like wasting time. Uh, and then we move to some stuff that, like, I guess is pretty integral to uh, the Guardian stuff, which we didn't read. Yeah, oh, yeah but I want to add that, Yeah, you can go ahead, Justin. Yeah, I know you're going to say uh, Angela kills that uh, scroll, and Gamora's not really happy about it. She's yeah. like, I see that I have perturbed you. 
as her killer, this bounty is mine. I present you her ship. It is now yours. <laughs> she's, she's like, like thank you. <laughs> um, that's yeah. like that's a true Asgardian, even though she's from heaven. Yeah, that's similar. Well, it's Asgardian heaven, but she's like cut off from Thor and stuff. Right. But she acts just like Thor. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, they all eventually end up together because guardians, you know. On their ship, flying in space. Groot. And uh, they rockets like, "Hey guys, I've intercepted a message, like like transmissions from the Badoon." Because of course I did, because they suck, and we want to know <laughs> what they're doing all the time. So like I like hacked their system or whatever and bugged it, and but also they say a bunch of nonsense and stupid stuff. So I kind of just wrote a program to only like pick out important things, and an important thing happened. You know what the Phoenix is? Because apparently there's an issue with that. Has it been important? And a girl uh, named Jean on Earth is going to get kidnapped by the Shi'ar, but it's Earth stuff, so like, are we getting involved in this kind of thing? And this is the moment where Peter decides, yeah, we're going to do that. Yeah, let's do it. So I guess a lot of the setup for why they even have that in place would be in the Guardians books. Well, that and just like uh, Peter knows his dad's involved with it, so that's, he feels obligated to get involved yeah, because anything his dad does, he does the opposite, which is weird because, like, we know objectively that he's a piece of shit. Yeah. No, not just Peter, although that kind of objectively. But Jason, <laughs> uh, that he's a terrible, terrible, evil dictator of a person. But actually, in this crossover, he's just right. All the time, like, it's like the weirdest thing. He doesn't do anything bad in this. He's playing Well, everybody. it was for his own oh, reasons. He was yeah. manipulating. Yeah, he's, because <laughs> at first he's like, he's pretty cool with them taking Gene, and then as soon as they do, he's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so even though he's right, he's at, he doesn't really yeah. think that. He's but just saying that. Even, uh, even in that council, though, right? Like, because he's cool with it. Like, I don't know that he's cool with it. He's more like, whatever. But he does argue he's the one who argues on the behalf of gene mostly to annoy uh gladiator yeah to just point out that like well look who's being a dick now this seems like a dickish <laughs> thing you're doing and uh then later he shows back up but yeah well and i mean this is right when they're like in like peter's getting to know everything about jason he i don't think he knew his dad until the first issue of this run so like his dad's We're a still planet, getting right? familiar with this character. No, his dad's not a planet. No, it's not oh. ego. <laughs> that's it's a thing. Kurt Russell. That's yeah, one of the things that uh, the movies do just get wrong. They, do they, did, they, they intentionally did that different because they had a whole mystery of like, who is his dad? And everybody's like, Jason. And he's like, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> it's a planet. But you would have never guessed a planet. It's a whole fuck off planet. <laughs> a whole fuck off planet. Uh, yeah, so, uh, they decide, yeah, we're gonna go, and they go, and there's, uh, <laughs> there's, a there's a nice, because they realize, like, all right, so where are we going, and they're like, Canada, and like, what's Canada, and, uh, Star-Lord's like, oh, you'll love it, Gamora, it's cold and, dis it's a cold and distant land, <laughs> you fit right in. Yeah, you, they throw in a little shot at Canada there. Yeah, and then, uh, at one point, Drax is like, I still think this is a trap, and Star-Lord's like, well, I mean, like, Jean Grey, my dad, the Badoon, Shi'ar. I mean, if it's a trap, it's a pretty fucking good trap. Because yeah. Canada. <laughs> yeah. He just jumps in. 
Yeah. And that's where they tie in one and one because yeah. he ends up showing up there and it's too late. It's it's pretty cool though. Cause, uh, they have issues tracking the Guardians have issues tracking the ship that's going to take Jean Grey. And uh, it's pretty cool how they actually do end up tracking it because they can't use traditional stuff to track it. They got to like notice changes in the pattern of like the Earth as they're moving through it to know where they're going. Yeah. And so that, that was, that's just that something that it, it's cool because it shows off how good Rocket is and how good the ship is that like they're trying to track. Yeah, the Shi'ar are pretty technologically advanced. Yeah, and like, that's danger, the, right? Danger, Shi'ar, the danger room. Yeah, yeah, and uh, everybody, all the guardians are pretty comfortable with like uh, them going after. And Rocket's the only one who knows. Like, if I can track them, they know I'm after them. Yeah. Um. So now, part three, all new X Men twenty three. Now it starts with like Cyclops is sort of dreaming about Jean and wakes up. Obviously with a boner, but like yeah, with a group of people. With a, with ev- literally everyone is staring right at him. They didn't draw it, but you know it's heavily implied. They all saw it grow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean they're only wearing skin tight everything. Maybe uh, because of that, it's so skin tight that it, a boner cannot even penetrate. <laughs> it's just pushing his boner. <laughs> they probably wear a cup. But uh, that's a good point. I it's an owl. Ow. <laughs> That's what woke him up. Oh. He filled the cup. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, I didn't even realize Scott was, like, knocked out like that. Like, that wasn't clear at the end of X-Men. But I guess at the end of the Guardians issue, he's not in that scene. Like, it's all the X-Men but him. So, I don't know. I just felt thrown off by that because that implies that when he got trapped in the sphere, he knocked himself out with his own power. Which yeah. he can't do. Which he can't do. Well, really. or maybe like he just they ran went out to of bed. oxygen and passed he just out. Got tuckered he out. Went night night. No, but the the spheres <laughs> disintegrated. The they disintegrated. They let all of them out. Like you see in the panel that they like kind of like uh, dissipate at the bottom and they fall out. Maybe he hit his head when he when it fell out. I don't know. Maybe that's always happening. He's got a long history of falling out of things <laughs> and landing on his head. Maybe that's a problem with older Scott Summers all this time. Just CTE. <laughs> like just too many concussions. Are we about time. to get into Chris Benoit again? <laughs> <laughs> he got hit in the head with a goal ball twice, so he's definitely just asking for it. <laughs> well, th- well, he only asked for that once. <laughs> he, he was like, "Use your power." The Never ending, mind. Stop using your power. The ending of X Men is gonna be get real dark <laughs> with uh, the CT of Scott <laughs> Summers. <laughs> <laughs> you should have had that in X Men: The End. I think the two most famous cases are Chris Benoit and O.J. Simpson. Whatever it is, wh- whoever his closest Hispanic friend is, he just can't die. Because <laughs> it has set him over the edge. <laughs> yeah. Goal balls. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, so Cyclops wakes up and everyone's just staring at him. And Rocket makes a joke of how, like, hey, man, you fucking, you're the one looking like you're about to kiss me. So just <laughs> back away from me, you know. But he's also, like, right on top of him, so that was weird. Yeah, um, I do want to add that I don't really hear anybody talk about it, but 
I got to give Bradley Cooper some credit because I do read his voice when I oh every when I hear time Rocket. Yeah. yeah definitely I remember I remember specifically thinking oh this is gonna be the dumbest fucking character yeah I had no I had, faith in Guardians of the Galaxy I had no faith in Bradley Cooper as a voice actor Vin Diesel as a tree yeah. <laughs> Well, that was fine. <laughs> I didn't I'm want just to saying, like, else. you hear what it's supposed to be on paper, and it's like, for real, this <laughs> the, Dave Bautista, the main is guy, the main is character, the, the chubby guy from the, uh, Parks and Rec. <laughs> I liked him. I mean, because I liked Parks and Rec, but like, yeah, yeah, as like I the liked main Batista, superhero. But I didn't think he was gonna be great in Guardians. <laughs> uh, Turns yeah. out he's he's the perfect Drax, and also probably the perfect Kratos if they make a God of War movie. All fantastic. Just he doesn't have to change though. his clothes. <laughs> Just wear the drag shit. By the way, have you have you watched what we do in the shadows yet? No, just the first episode. He's in an episode. Is he? Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, so Is he cut. The huh? Invisible man. No. <laughs> um, cut to Jean. She's in a sphere and she are custody and she's waking up and uh, they're transporting her like. Through all the channels of like getting to Shi'ar space and then getting to the throne world and all that stuff, and uh, what the fuck was his name? Gladiator. He shows up and he's like, "Hey, fuck you." <laughs> and she's like, "I don't even know why you have me here." And he's like, "Cause you are gonna do some crimes and you you did them, and you will do them and you figure that out. We're just know we're right." I'm just and now get her out of my sight. I'm just noticing how stuck in the '90s that Gladiator is, because like he's well, stuck on the whole the whole Jean Grey thing, mm-hmm. the whole Phoenix thing. Can't get over that. Wears a cape and has a mohawk. Yep. This dude is stuck in the '90s. Yep. Hardcore. <laughs> and uh, then cut to back on the ship. Like it bounces back and forth between Jean's perspective and the rest of the X Men and the Guardians. And there's a whole like bit about how this can't be true she gene would never do anything and then rocket kind of trolling them looks like well yet it's like gene would never blow up a planet well, well she does yet <laughs> she will this can't be right yet yet <laughs> and then they're like well why are you guys even here in the first place and scott's just like because of lies and we uh we get more shut up soon too yeah more shut ups yeah. in that scene kitty she, well she tells uh rocket to shut up uh, Angel uh, tells him, shut up. Or one of them, and then one of them, like, seconds it. Like, yeah, yeah. shut up. <laughs> you shut your mouth. You talking raccoon. Yeah. How dare you have... Bobby's just so words. excited to be hanging out with a raccoon. Yeah. Well, he's he's excited. Well, no, uh, Beast yeah. is just excited to be in space. <laughs> Has no perspective. Because uh, Bobby says, uh, I just like talking to uh, talking raccoon. It makes me feel like a Disney princess. Yeah. <laughs> and Beast is like... Well, we're here because... Wait. Princess? Princess. (laughs) It's foreshadowing. Yeah. Oh, God. (laughs) He's like... Foreshadowing (laughs) that they're going to be bought by Disney. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And uh, I think they were well bought by Disney. I think at this point, point. Justin really did leave. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, Bobby's uh, like doubles down on the whole princess thing and says, like, I make a better Disney princess than you. Like, completely misunderstanding what Beast was talking about. (laughs) I didn't know you were a Nancy. That was like their their insults back then, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Scott's like, yeah, it was all a lie why we're here. 
something about genocide that didn't happen. Now we're in space, so this all sucks. And I mean, thank you guys, but you guys suck. <laughs> she Fuck sucks. you guys. Yeah. And uh, suddenly, uh, the start. Well, not the, pff, yeah. jumping ahead. The guardians start getting attacked by a Shi'ar like battleship that just happens to be around. Yeah, and uh, Bobby does learn that Rocket does not like being called a raccoon. Yeah, like oh, you, you're so you're not an R word, and then Beast just goes ahead and says it. Yeah, so you're <laughs> you're not a raccoon, a raccoon who's not a raccoon. It's crazy. It's offensive. Um, and then cut to Jean. She meets Oracle for the first time. Just shows up in her head, and is like, "Hey, so you're a criminal, and you're being tried." She starts to explain kind of what's going on, and she's like, "So you need to calm down." Because you're not helping yourself being upset right now. And Jean's just sort of like, you, you're you aliens who kidnapped me. I'm kind of upset. I, can't I am help calm. <laughs> if I know anything about women, is it's that they completely calm down when you tell them to. They don't get upset about that at all. Not at all. And uh, so the Guardians on their ship, again, still being attacked by uh, the Shi'ar, they decide that they're going to launch an attack themselves. Mainly being that Angela and Drax are gonna and Gamora are just gonna jump outside and like fucking fist fight a battleship. <laughs> and uh, that's how you do it. Laura's like, let me at him. And they're like, nah, but we like that you're scrappy. I, you stay here. I think Angela might be able to fist fight a battleship. <laughs> Maybe. Like, she's pretty strong. Um, but it ends up being pointless anyway because the fucking Star Jammer shows up and they're like, hey guys, need more space pirates? Because pew, 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 we <laughs> saved you. Exact lines. He says pew. Yeah. No, that should be how you answer like anything. Because pew, pew, pew. pew, pew. <laughs> and uh, Scott overhears Peter, you know, call someone Summers. And he's like, huh? huh? That's my last name. That's not a common last name. <laughs> and uh, Peter's like, hey, uh, I think there's someone here who wants to talk to you. And then uh, Corsair introduces his full ass name. And Scott's like... Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I got to point out the art whenever Oracle's talking to Jean Grey is pretty dope. Yeah. Because yeah. she's all like surrounded in black and then she keeps fading out. Yeah. She takes her into sort of like a like a mental prison on top of being an actual prison. It's fucking yeah. redundant, but cool. And I also like the, the panel. Uh, I think it looks really cool. Of it, just half of Cyclops visor. Oh, when yeah. When they the... say... Like, this is Major Christopher Summers, USAP. Who am I talking to? Yeah, and he apparently fucking faints. And you'll find out why in the next episode. Of that was part one through three. Yeah, we had a lot of fun here. It's <laughs> <laughs> a nice so cliffhanger right there. <laughs> yeah, we'll be continuing this next week on uh, uh, issues four through six. Or if you want to get into detail on what the actual... Because you like to do that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, because... Stuff. I mean, you like to be specific. No, not just because I like to be specific, but you have to specifically like if you're using an app like Marvel Unlimited, you yeah. have to know the specific issues because they, they don't, don't just they lump should, the events. They should they add in like a trade section. Yeah, I was about to say, are the trades not on Marvel Unlimited? No. no. Unless it's like a graphic novel that only appeared that way. Because oh, even okay. if you're reading, say you're reading this, like you downloaded like like I did. All six issues, right? The three of the uh, all new, the three of the Guardians, and they go all new Guardians, all new Guardians, all new Guardians. 
And once you go to click next on the episode log, it takes you to the next one of that title, not the next one of the event. So you're still fucked up. I like mean, you have to go back pain. outside of all the issues and then specifically select the, the correct one for the next chapter of the you event. You gotta file a complaint. Also, Where's this Karen? whole episode has been a complaint. <laughs> uh, Consider it filed. Um, there is a book called All New Guardians. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, you can read those in order. Uh, you know what you could also do is uh, go like our social media, our Facebook, our Twitter, our Instagram. Everything is at Maxman Podcast. Also, we have stuff available for sale via TeePublic. Search Maxman on TeePublic and buy stuff that has our stuff on it. Yeah, if yeah. you if you'd Tons like, we we have T-shirts, we have baseball shirts, we have other kinds of T-shirts, we have more T-shirts, T-shirts for little kids. T-shirts for t-shirts girls, for t-shirts for kids. women. T-shirts for big kids. I mean, you're probably buying adult sizes because they're that, you know, fat or whatever. Just don't <laughs> tell them. Tell them it's just, no, these are the big kids' shirts. Sweatshirts, zip-up hoodies. It's they, they don't have hats. They need hats. We do need hats on there. Uh, we do have laptop cases and yeah. phone cases. They phone thought cases. of that before a hat. Mugs. Yeah. Ones that are, uh, both travel and ones that are apparently stationary. Stationary, yep. <laughs> stationary mug. You can't move this goddamn mug. It's, I have no idea how they ship it to It you. is Molnir and you are unworthy. <laughs> no, <laughs> That's no. how these mugs just work. Just trying to, I just want my coffee. <laughs> you have to kneel down to sip the coffee off the top. <laughs> like a kitten. Yeah, you, or yeah, you need lap a straw. It up. That would be oh, probably yeah, a smarter way. A giant straw. You're smart. <laughs> And it's the last draw. I mean, it is a miracle <laughs> that it ships to you. Yes. O- only Magneto could lift this with his powers. It's, it's ceramic. It's ceramic, yeah. The, he, not even Magneto could lift it he with his powers. He lifts the table. Yeah, okay. he wish he could lift it with his powers. Uh, yeah, that was this issue of Mex-Men. And uh, that's for today. Ooh.